Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. Today we're in the second part of the Sermon on the Mount. And we're in, so we're in Matthew 6, reading through that chapter. But before we get started, let's open with a word of prayer. Father God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for letting us come before you, the creator of the world, the universe of everything, and seeking, seek out your, your wisdom, your guidance for our life, our, your instructions on how to live so that we may have a full and abundant life. I thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. I pray you open our hearts, our minds, and our spirit today as we read through your words. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So today we're in another portion of the Sermon on the Mount, and it actually keeps going after this. And I don't think we're going to be covering it, although we may be um, in a different in a different book. But anyway, so in the sermon on on this portion of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is covering giving, prayer, fasting, treasure, and worry. And worry's a big big one right now. Uh, I just saw a statistic uh, that 70% of Americans worry and stress about a nuclear war. So I think it's very important for us to understand God's perspective, Jesus' perspective on worry and stress. So with that, why don't we go ahead and just get right on into it. Verse 1, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their full reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Sometimes I personally think that that whole concept, don't let your left hand know what the right hand is doing, that's becoming a lot easier as I get older. <laughs> so anyways, it just those senior moments. But anyways, um, verse 5, prayer. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their full reward. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father, who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you even ask. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also forgive, as we also have been forgiven, our debtors. Let me redo that. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into, into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So it's interesting because I've, I've, I can't tell you how many sermons I've 
I've read or been part of, listened to, about how to pray. And breaking down the this prayer that Jesus gives us, I think is a great thing to do. You know, there's times when I'm stuck. I feel disconnected from God. And I don't really feel like I even know what to say or how to pray. And I don't even know how to communicate with him at a particular point in time. And having a structure around that and being able to just get started is important. And I always like to think about this prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That's really recognizing him as the creator of all. And the majesty that he has, hallowed hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, not mine, but his. On earth, in my life, as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Not tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow, which we'll, we'll get into in a little bit. And forgive us our debts. I've sinned, Lord. I'm an I'm a awful sinner. I've committed sins. Please forgive me. And then I need to forgive my debtors. And lead me not into, into temptation. Help me to stay away from those things that make me sin, that I'm prone to. Help me to overcome them. And don't let me even put myself in those circumstances and deliver us from the evil one. I mean, it's a really good structure for how to pray. And frankly, I don't know if it means just say this and that's all you need to say or use it as a structure. I'm not sure. But really, when I'm stuck, I use this. I use a very structured element when I feel like I don't even know what to say or how to say it or what to do. Verse 14. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your give forgive your sins. That's pretty, pretty brutal. And you know, I think about it. Have I forgiven the leaders of this country? Because frankly, I feel like so many of them have sinned against me, my family, my children, my grandchildren, everyone I care about. I feel like they've treated them so poorly. And that's why I really feel that we have to pray for our leaders because you can't really, it's it's more difficult to hate people when you pray for them. It's more difficult to be unforgiving of people when you pray for them. It just is. It's harder for me anyways. So I think about that and how I really need to forgive everyone. That person who cut me off at the, you know, in the freeway, that person who ripped me off, who took money of mine and never gave it back, all those things, we have to forgive. And if we do, the Father forgives us. But if we don't, it has a pretty significant consequence. Anyways, okay, verse 16, fasting. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do. For they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what is done in secret 
will reward you. The Sermon on the Mount is just so much about our intent and who we are internally, not external. It's truly so much about our spirit and our inner being, not our external. Treasures in heaven, verse 19. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within your dark within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? I, I consider that at times, be careful what you look at, right? TV, computer, movies, what you let in through your visual, it gets inside of you. I'm reading about Tozer or reading Tozer about the Holy Spirit. He's talking about how the spirit permeates everything or can. I think it's kind of the same what we look at, that that permeates pretty deeply into us. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Verse 25, do not worry. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than your food, more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And you, are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? <clears throat> it goes back to the prayer. Give us this day our daily bread not our daily bread for the week, for the month, for the year, for my life. Verse 28. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? You of little faith. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. My father used to tell me that all the time. <clears throat> I would sit there and stress about something. Maybe it was an upcoming race. Maybe it was a relationship with a girl. Maybe, you know, a school. Whatever it might be. He used to tell me, you need to stop. You can't do anything about it. So let today be your concern. Focus on today. Do your best at what you're supposed to do today. And that would take care of tomorrow. Because if I was worried about a race... That meant I worked hard today. I worked out, practiced, and tomorrow's results were usually pretty good. Same thing with school. If I studied hard, 
I went to school and I passed the test and I did okay. Same thing with relationships. If I took care of the relationship today, the relationship tomorrow was good also. So it really is one of those pieces that in this reading, in this sermon, Jesus is focusing on today. Focus on the things that we can control, not the things that we can't. So as we get closer to Easter and we get closer to his crucifixion and then his resurrection, I just feel like I'm getting closer to him in these readings. I really do appreciate these readings and I hope you're benefiting from them too. And with that, I'll just close us in a quick word of prayer. Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you for the way that you speak to us, that you bring our focus to what's important, not to all of the unimportant things that the world tells us. I pray that our hearts and our minds will continue to be focused on you. I pray that we would love you with all our heart, soul, and mind, and that we would love our neighbors as ourselves. And I pray that we would also forgive those who've harmed us, who've sinned against us, who've who've treated us poorly. And I pray that we would pray for our leadership. I lift up our leaders. I lift up Biden. I lift up uh, Pelosi. I lift them all up. And I just pray that you would work in their lives, that you would open their hearts, that you would break through whatever walls and barriers are there, and that you would help them make the right decisions, that you would be honored and glorified by what is done, that you would be in charge. Well, I know you're in charge, but that you would really work in their lives. And if nothing else, I just pray that they would know you and find peace. I thank you for all you've done. I thank you for this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks a lot for joining me at Just a Guy and his journey back to God. Take care.